Thanks for joining us for our conversation this week. I'm Amy Tokas, co-host with Sandy Lane. People remember the value you bring when you are your authentic self. In this podcast, Sandy and I dig into values and how incorporating them into your day can help bring happiness. Always keeping it real. Thanks for listening to Your Real, Your Ideal. Enjoy the conversation. Hello, Amy. Hi, Sandy. How are you? I am loving spring. Happy podcast day. It's Happy always podcast day. Happy yes. belated Mother's Day. Yes, you too. Did you do anything fun? Just relaxing. You know, it's uh, talk to everyone, did uh, Zoom silver sneakers with my mom. We did go to a local play. They've got a local theater here. Saw a good show in the afternoon. And then just, you know, I think that's what I've always liked about Mother's Day is to make it kind of low key and just kind of take it all in. How about you? Um, yeah, I did yoga in the park nice. with Reagan, I know, and which was fun. And we went for coffee. And then Tom and I did a pub crawl, a, a brewery <sighs> crawl. Like we only did three. So we <laughs> We crawled to three, um, to an area that we've been wanting to try. And so we did it yesterday afternoon and had a lot of fun. It was very nice. fun. That sounds yeah. awesome. Yeah. Lots of walking and, uh, exploring, you know, it's kind of fun as you know, being in a new space and trying to explore and learn and, um, all the fun experiences. So, um, so today we're talking about, what are we talking about? We're talking about will, will they remember your name? Will they remember your name? Which is harder for you, but it's supposed to make you think it's actually the name of my keynote, but there's many connotations to it. But yes. what I, I look forward to the conversation because like I said, it's speech that I put together, but I love to get input from other people because it, it's really about legacy and purpose. What creates your self-value that when you're gone, will they remember your name? What will you be known for and remembered for and what really matters? So deep. I love this idea. Like what's the thing that you're going to be remembered for, which is so interesting to me. So tell me a little bit more. And then I just want people to be thinking about how many times we just try to fit in and be average and be the norm. And I'm hoping that your conversation like makes us think beyond that. Like, because to be memorable, you have to be authentically yourself, not like which, everybody else. Which is partially being the norm, okay? So uh, I'll tell you, I thought of this today and, and this isn't for me to give my speech. This is about a conversation and the bigger topic because it, it always gets people thinking. I just ran a half marathon and it was actually more, it was 14 miles. And for part of that, we were talking about how, how people are going to be remembered. And I'll, I'll give a, a little story that she gave that I thought was interesting. And I'm like, oh, this is a, you know, we have plenty to talk about over these 14 miles, but she talked about how she was on a vacation. And it was, I'm not going to say exactly, I'm not going to get this exactly right, but I'm picturing the cliffs off of France. And there was a home that now was almost underwater that she could picture a hundred years ago would have been a vibrant 
uh, a state that would have had a family and there was no marker. There was nothing to it that talked about the family, but she said, you know, I bet they had their own story, their own, um, what she was so curious about what, what had happened in that house, what that looked like her imagination shared or gave her some indications of that, but she was a little let down that there wasn't some historical marker or something that talked about it. And we talked about then, you know, the conversation of what are you remembered for and what really matters? Meaning, Hey, it's great to have a legacy where somebody who, you know, nothing about can read about here's the family, you know, kind of like the name on the building, right? Right. And back to your point, the norms of you would hope that people are living within their norm and they enjoyed that home, but yet what did they, what did they carry forward with the people that they interacted with as people survived that had, so it was just fun to talk to her about that. But one thing I will tell you one of the things that uh, came up today, I was on my interactive class and um, somebody said they like to follow the phrase, find your tribe. Okay. She found her tribe with this exercise group. And th that's very awesome. Find your tribe, find your tribe. She said, there's so much to be said for finding your tribe. And one thought I had as I walked the dog and thought through this is there's also a lot to be said for embrace the tribe you have and understand those core people that make up your life. And so often we work so hard to find something. So back to, will they remember your name? You're trying to find your purpose. You're trying, you're searching for your identity. You're looking for success. You're finding your tribe when some of that already exists. It's already defined, right? And so back to embracing your norm, what's the grade in between, which means embracing what you have while still seeking out and being curious and looking for something more outside your norm. So, I mean, my belief, and that's summing it up a little bit is finding that grade in between of both because you could waste your whole life searching and saying, this isn't good enough. And what I have and who I am is not you know, the ideal, it's not going to be remembered. So I've got to do something really memorable. Right? right. And there's a lot of people that go through life looking for that perfect tribe, that perfect job, that perfect success factor, that perfect moment to be memorable, but they're not latching on to what they have today. But then just like what you said, Amy, there's also the flip side. There's people that stay within their norm and they're not curious or searching for more meaning and they're just stuck in the everyday and they're missing out, right? So there's a sweet spot. You know, we always talk about the sweet spot. So I tell you in all this, I think it's getting as close to that sweet spot because sometimes you'll hit it and sometimes it's just striving to be close, but always looking for the experiences and the things to make yourself better than the norm, but also right. not spending your whole life searching when there's a lot of things in your norm that are great things, right? Your people, your, your life experiences matter even more than you think they do. And when I say you, I'm speaking as a whole, all of us. Sandy, I love this, like thinking about this because Ditto. Like I talk to so many people, they contact me because they're searching for something. They're searching for the thing that's going to make them more productive. They're searching for that thing that's going to make their house feel more organized. They're 
they're searching for the thing. And then there's the other people who there's probably lots of opportunity for them to be more productive and they're not searching at all because they're like, they're just comfortable. They're just comfortable and content. And, but there's this balance of, you know, finding that sweet spot of being productive and being as productive as you can and being good with that and um, being open to learning and improving, but not be constantly searching. Like there's this fine balance. Do you align this with values? Is that how you? I do. And, and actually it is innate. We all have our innate values and experiences that are valuable and our people. It's really the relationships, the experiences, how you're wired. And what I've found is I couldn't find any good test or assessment. I mean, to go back to values, almost everything is like a, whether you elect, do it as electronic or otherwise, it's a stack of cards with words on it that say, what are your values? And what I find is it's so overwhelming that people just start, they, they start picking things and it probably is somewhere close, but then I've had people that want to pick 20 because if they leave something out, you're a bad person because you don't have that value. And (laughs) what I do, because everybody knows their story, but you, you have to go back and take a step away from what you think you should be valued for. And I look at three different stages of life and that's born identity, which means before you've even had a chance, you know, born. And I'd say really that timeline until you're really out in the working world, right? Writing them down. My, the things I want to do for physical activity and say, what do I, even though these are all great things, what do I really have time for? And how do I work that into a doable process? Right. Right. Well, same with value and opportunity and going outside your norm, you can jump into anything, but if you know your value proposition and you embrace that and your value proposition isn't even what you're good at. If you're good at something, you usually really enjoy doing it too, right? It's a win-win yeah. and it helps you identify those things outside of the norm, right? And what things are better fits for you to be involved in, to put your stamp on and to have part of your legacy. I right now am reading this book, Anything You Want. Have you ever read this? No. Who's it by? It's by Derek Sievers. Okay. He started a business. It's a very small book. He started a business, um, CD Baby. You would love this book because he talks about setting aside all the mumble jumble and all the outside influences and keeping to the core of this business And like not listening to, like, he has this whole thing about, um, you know, once his business had grown and all the MBAs were telling him, okay, what are your metrics? What are He's like, well, my metric is, um, I have more coming in than going out. So I'm doing good. And all of my clients are really happy. All the musicians are very happy. Those are my metrics. I don't need more. And they're like, well, you can have more. You can make this bigger. He's like, I'm completely content where I am. Like I'm just making this. And he ended up being bought out and making millions or I don't know how much he made, but a lot of money. So anyway, I was going to say billions, but I don't know. I don't think he made that much, but anyway, his core is about his values and what's important to him. And I was just reading this one piece and it was like, how do you grade yourself? And I think that's could be an interesting spin to Mm -hmm. what you 
talk about because discovering your values is also about how you're grading yourself. Am I doing good? Am I being true to myself? Am I and being true to myself? I love that. Yeah. And it's like, what's honestly important to you. And so, you know, maybe it's net worth and money. Maybe it's, I'll it, share the book more. Perfect. We'll put that in the notes too. Yeah. I will come on. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to have that downloaded by the time the afternoons, uh, <laughs> once the landscapers leave. Uh, yeah. But you know, it's, it's some of those questions too, you know, back to your value proposition. It's easy to get to by asking simple questions and seeing, go, going with your, what's the best compliment you've ever been given? What's the best piece of advice? And you'll find those indicators of what's most important to you. And it's really fun to go through with a spouse or a child, somebody who you know very well, a very close friend, because you'll quickly say, oh yeah, you know, our answers are different. And questions like that are usually very value-based, right? Because right. what's important to me or what stuck with me on a compliment is going to be way different than what stuck with Garrett. Right. And it's because of differences in how we're wired and we would be completely different, Amy, and how we would rate ourselves. Uh, what would show value in a product of work that we're doing? It doesn't mean that they're not both valuable you know, consulting services that we give or that the client wouldn't be equally happy, but we'd have a different scale on how we would grade ourselves on the value we gave. We just had a situation, you know, we were talking, you were mentioning how we view things, how we perceive things and what, what we perceive, like what we hear and what resonates with us. And Tom and I just had a situation this weekend where we were talking about movies and there's this movie, a man called. We just watched it. I've read the book and I've seen the subtitled one too. So yes. Okay. So a man called Otto and I was telling Tom, oh, this is such a good story. And he was like, isn't this about suicide? And I was like, okay, so it's been a while since I've read it. And I'm like, no, I don't think so. And <laughs> I kept it in. He was like, Amy, how come you didn't remember that? And I'm like, well, it's funny because through the whole movie, that's kind of an underlying theme. Right. Okay. And, but in my mind, it was about friendship and learning your value. And so since it had been a while since I had seen it, that's what I had remembered was that that's what had resonated with me of knowing your value and how other people think you're, you know, whatever it is, these relationships are important. They love you. They care for you. And so you are of value. Anyway, it was just a funny thing. Cause at the end he was laughing. He was like, all right. So how did you forget how that? Did was you a miss this? <laughs> how did you miss this? I'm like, I know. I was like, I back to remember your name. Remember the movie. It's because the true value of the movie wasn't in the suicide. It was right. in the, the community really. And, yes. and bringing out different people with different, but, but that's the key to, and you know, isn't our life a movie, right? Yes. And so the best things are going to go to the top and it doesn't have to be the thing that is the most shocking or the loudest or the most expensive. It's that underlying theme that is the truth, the authenticity, right? Yes. Yes. So um, 
I was doing a little research on this, on how to get, how to be memorable. Oh, hi Zeke, <laughs> the sweet puppy. <laughs> so, um, so you look so and funny. have you ever used Bard? I just tried Bard for the first day today. That's a Google AI. No, but I think they're encouraging me because isn't, if I were to look at that little, uh, in Google, there's a little icon up top that says, uh, more investigation would that kind of lead me down that string or no there's a new I little icon no okay I don't know I actually looked it up because I had heard about it so anyway. okay so tell me about Bart I'm being curious and going outside my norm right this is interesting so I started messing with it today because it's a free tool and it's the AI is like chat GPT but it's AI so I I was doing it to summarize some things that I have content on to see if how Bard oh, would use okay. summarizing it. And it was kind of good. I was like, oh, look at that. That's like pulled the main points out and said all this. I was like, okay. okay. And it's my content that I'm doing this with. So it was like, oh, this is good. Um, but then I, I did, I asked Bard how to be memorable and um, to go with our topic today. And the number one thing was to be yourself, to be unique. Bard, I like you. Good job, Bard. I know. And it said people can spot a fake a mile away. So don't try to be someone you're not. Be genuine and authentic and people will be drawn to you. And so I thought, you know, and you can go and you can find different responses. Like if you don't like this one, here's another one for you. So anyways, I'm still learning about Bard, but it's, there's a whole list of things. Be confident, be interesting, be yourself. I think that's the key because I did that values test a while back. And I'm telling you, there's lots of good values out there. Right. Like, but they're not all me, but it was hard to pass some of them up. Like you said, because you feel like I should be I that. should be that. <laughs> right. Um, is honesty important to me? Is that a value? Uh, okay. I, I can't pass that one up. You know what I mean? Like that should be me. I don't know. I, I think it is, but anyway, it's hard to pass up because it's so much good stuff. But when you whittle it down, that's where it really makes a difference because you're like, all right, these are my core values. Right. And, and this is where thing I can be unique. And the other thing I've done is I've put them into categories. And when you go through the different, I'm using examples, but there's exercises, there's questions, there's stories. And what will happen is you'll find that the same themes keep coming up. Okay. And so that puts you into themes, not so much words. And then it gets back to when you talk about words, remember the, Amy, you, you and I have gone back and forth on the word bracelet and how you're you're, and you're not the only one. Some people are like, I hate to choose a word. That's, I got to choose the one word kind of like the, what's your best compliment. Just tell me a good compliment. It doesn't have to be the best one, you know, because then you overthink it. But if you quickly answer these questions of things that come top of mind, you're better off, but words can hold people up because you're like, I am picking the identifiers for my tombstone, you know? And it's like, no, we don't have to go that far. So by doing the stories, 
anybody can do this. Look at what your categories are. Maybe they are around truth, but there's 10 great words for truth and value. You, know, you can go integrity, honesty, truth, and there's right. different, sometimes well-being. For some people, it's more learning type things. For some people, it's empathy, compassion. But by looking at stories that are most meaningful to you and where you feel like you've had the most value, what things engage you, what things get you excited, what, what would you love to do? You're going to find that there's value categories too, that you don't have to choose a word, but you can also see what fills your bucket and how you're your authentic self to other people without having to choose a list of words, whether it's words or value types, you, you you're not signing up for something for the rest of your life either. They're, they're, they're your current guiding star, right? And right. they probably aren't going to change by a lot, but that's what you're looking for is something to help guide you in where you're going to spend your time, right? Who you're going to spend your time with, what you want to do, what, how you want to take the next step forward in the world and in what direction, right? Right. It helps to find that. There's no wrong answer. I no. think that's what people... There's no right answer and there's no wrong answer, right? right. Yeah. I always say my, the example I'll give is, and I'll tell you, I, I know it's one of my core values and it's fun. Does that mean I'm doing upside down margaritas and I don't ever <laughs> work? No. Or I'm doing that all day. No, it doesn't. But I like to find a little bit of fun in about, if I find something fun, whether it's a little laugh, whether it's walking my dog around the block and seeing something new. Um, maybe it's a cross between the word adventure, but that that's a motivator for me to do things and to put myself out there. If there's a little sense of adventure or fun with it, and maybe the word fun mixed with adventure is better for me because I don't need to do these adventures that are like climbing Everest, you know, I'm fine hiking moderate hikes in Durango, but I'm not embarrassed to say one of my core values is fun. Cause there are some people who are like, really, you know, that, right. back to picking the words, I need to choose these words that, you know, are going to be part of my speech when I get the Nobel peace prize. Right. <laughs> right. And it's like, no fun's there, baby. And a lot of people, especially if they're in a professional environment, would probably never want to put fun out there as a, I'm supposed to be working and I'm supposed to be professional. So fun is not a qualifier. I want people to respect me. And so, so here's my question. When, if you, when you do this, do you do teams and things like that? Have you ever done a team and done values coaching with a team and then helping them understand each other or work with each other better? Is that a good tool or not? It's a good tool, but it's uh, depending on how well the team knows each other. Okay. So yeah. I would, for a team, I'd probably start with strengths. You know, how do we do things? How do we work differently? Mm -hmm. And then go into value because value, it's not just core values, it's experience too, right? Because you can find out that, you know, I've got a 23 year old, transgender person. And then I've got a 60 year old appearing to be stuffy old man, and we right. can go through strengths and they can be a little different, but find similarities. But if we allow ourselves to go into values and not just core values, 
but the experience back to when I talked about forming and form values, we have other values that we bring through our life experiences. And both of these people could have completely different life experiences, no matter how long or how short that they bring to the table. So I like to start with strengths because there's a commonality, there's common themes to say, here's how we work and we're not living together. We're not part of each other's, we're, we're part of a force tribe, right? Usually things like that are, uh, you're a tribe, but you didn't really necessarily choose each other, right? right? Yeah. But then it is so valuable to go into values and allow people to give their value proposition, which is not just your value DNA, what you're born with, but what you bring to the table that came through your life experiences to date. Because that that's it's more than just choosing the cards for core values, even though sometimes, you know, those are determined. Some of those are have been that way since we were young, right? Whether it, I can never tell a lie, um, I like to have fun, but they're also very much influenced by our life experiences to date. It's just like I heard it was a, a judge told me, you know, nobody's objective you know, it's just impossible. Once you have life experiences, you've pretty much lost complete objectivity. Everybody tries. You, if you have the best intention, you try your best to be objective, but it's life experiences that round some of our highest belief set and what we value the most, right? And so to your question, to be able to bring out and allow everyone go through a simplified value exercise so people can share with others their value proposition outside of, you know, in their authentic words, not what shows up on a resume, not how they want it to look on the corporate website. It's really the secret sauce because now we know how we're different, the strengths and how we do things differently. And then now we've added an extra layer to understand where somebody's coming from and why, what's important to them. I love that, Sandy. And I also love how passionate you are about talking about this. Like I can just feel it oozing through Zoom right now. (laughs) And I'm sure our listeners are like, wow, listen to Sandy go on this. I would love to sometime get to see your keynote because I'm sure it's really a good uh, perspective shift or thoughtful, like getting us trying to figure out who our unique selves are and what those values are and embracing it, embracing it, be your authentic self. And all those cool quotes about there's no one out there, but you, and I mean, they're all, they're all great quotes, but back to what do you do with them? You have to, you have to embrace who you are, what you, what you stand for, but then be open-minded to find more in your tribe and seek better. Right. When we talk about authenticity and I always think of the quote that you said, okay, you got to own your shit. And I, that resonates with me all the time because it's not this, your shit makes you unique. So good and bad, like that's the stuff that makes you unique. The good stuff does. And also the, the stuff that's not as, uh, as positive. (laughs) right. I was actually in a professional setting and I can't even remember where it was. And somebody said something and it's like, Oh, something with this person. I said, Oh, humans are so gooey. And you know, how I always say that and said, I love that. That is so true. There's no, you know, just at the end of the day, we're humans, we're gooey. 
We have baggage. We've had shit that has happened. We've had great things that have happened. Of course, you want to do the highlight reel of the great, but the reality is we are human and we have had our shit. Yes, we have. We are not perfect. Okay. So thank you. Let's wrap this thing up with the real and the ideal. Um, I'm going to say the real is what we just said. There's goods and bad. There's good and bad in all of us. That's the real, like we're, nobody's perfect. Nobody's the ideal person. And I will say that when we talk about our title of our podcast, you're real, you're ideal. We, you and I intentionally did this as in it's what you think is your real and what is your ideal. It's not what we're by any means defining for anybody. So it's always an open, ongoing conversation. And I think the real is too, at the end of the day, every human has value and it's very distinct and it's very different. It's like a, it, it, there's no fingerprint that's exactly alike because we all have different life experiences and we're all born differently. Okay. So the ideal, I believe the ideal is to embrace what you have and look to continue to expand your authentic self not just by the other people that you touch. So people are going to, the ideal is people are going to remember your name and your legacy is about you. <laughs> Cleanse, repeat, do again, being yourself, putting yourself out there outside the norm and doing your great value set over and over again and uh, giving it back to the world. Love it. All little right. things add up. The little things add up and it's all good. All right. Thank you, Sandy. Thanks, Amy. I'll talk to you next week. All right. Bye. Bye. -bye.